0: We are in a series called Own It, and we've already talked about own your life, so get on YouTube and watch the message. We've talked about own your relationship with God. We've talked about own your relationships with people. We've talked about own your mental and emotional health, and today I want to talk about how to own your mistakes, and this week I was thinking about all of the, all the mistakes I've made in life. And I was thinking about my biggest mistakes in life. Like, what are my top 10 biggest mistakes in life? And it was hard to get it down to 10. Because I made a lot. But I tried to come up with 10 mistakes that were huge in my life. I was sexually abused by a lady at the age of 13. And I made a mistake by not talking about it for years so that I could get help and healing. It was a mistake not talking about it. Mm -hmm. Getting addicted to pornography in high school and battling for years with the addiction is a mistake. Having sex in high school, it was, it's a mistake. Rebelling against my parents when they were raising me Anybody else like me, I was hard-headed. Anybody else hard-headed, I was was hard-headed. In my early 20s, getting into credit card debt and other kinds of debt, it was a mistake. Not recognizing and dealing with my own unhealth before I got married, it was a mistake. Not trusting God with the church. There was a season about a decade ago that with people's church, I was depending more on me than I was on God. It was a mistake. I think about another mistake. It was during that unhealthy season of my life, I wasn't present with my children. I was very impatient with them and wasn't present. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That you can be present and not present. You can be there and not there. And I had a season like that with raising our children. One of my greatest mistakes of being a pastor when we first started People's Church those early years or responding to people in anger. I can think about one situation that I still regret to this day, responding in anger. It's a regret. I think my biggest mistake has not always loving my wife like Christ loves the church. God's blessed me with an incredible bride. I can think about seasons of being harsh, impatient, selfish. And I know some of you are like, no pastor, you're a man of God, most of the time. I have made so many mistakes. I've blown it. And if the truth be told today, we've all made some big mistakes. Matter of fact, just look at your neighbor and tell them, you're not fooling me? Come on, let them know. You're not fooling me. I know you've made some big mistakes. You've made some mistakes in your marriage and in dating and parenting and friendship. You made some mistakes at school, at your job. You made some mistakes in your finances, in your health. And here's the question. How should you respond when you've made massive mistakes? Mistakes. What do you do when you're suffering incredible pain and consequences from your mistakes and you feel like you can't move forward in life? Today, I want to preach from a very familiar story, so don't, don't tune me out when I start talking about this story because this story is about a young man who made a lot of massive mistakes and it impacted his family, his friendships, his finances. His The entire direction of his life was impacted by his mistakes. The Bible talks about this son who went to his wealthy father and asked his father for a share of his father's estate. He basically was saying, Dad, I want to pretend like you're dead. I want my inheritance right now. I don't want you in my life anymore. I want to do life my way. And the father gave this selfish son his inheritance. The young man left his father, left his family, and went to a distant country. He no doubt hurt his father. He fractured relationships with his family because of his behavior. He started hanging out with the wrong people. He began partying and living a wild lifestyle. He spent all of the inheritance in wild living. He ran out of money, and there was a famine that hit the country. And this young man was broke. He couldn't take care of himself. He was barely eating, so he went to work at a pig farm to try to make enough money just to eat a decent meal, but he was still barely eating. He was hurting and hungry, so hungry that he wanted to eat the pig's food. He was in a bad place. He was suffering the pain and the consequences of his mistakes. What do you do when your mistakes have you hurting and suffering and experiencing horrible consequences? How do you own your mistakes so that you can move forward in life? That's what I want to talk to you about today. How do you and I own our mistakes so that we can move forward? forward in life. For all my note takers, write this down, write this down. Number one is this, own admitting your mistakes. Own admitting your mistakes. It says this in Luke chapter 15 and verse number 18 about this prodigal son. He said, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. This young man admitted his mistakes. He admitted his sin. He didn't blame Anyone else? He didn't justify his actions. He owned his mistakes. It takes both humility and courage to admit your mistakes. And in our image driven culture, we're just so image driven. So many people are so focused on protecting their image that it stops them from admitting their mistakes. People post their best picture. Come on, it's that filtered picture. You see them in person, you're like, It's that picture where their marriage and their kids and their dating relationship look so happy. Come on, how many of you have seen that couple post this amazing picture of them on vacation? (laughs) Smiling and happy. You ever seen that before and then a month or two later, they're divorced? And you're thinking, what in the world happened? Y'all look so happy on those vacation pictures. Those pictures weren't reality. It was all about image versus reality. And so many people live their everyday life this way. They don't own their mistakes because they want everybody to think they have it all together. They try to fool the very people who know them best. They lie to themselves and try to make things seem better than what they really are. They're all about protecting their image versus admitting their mistakes. They don't admit that they've been neglecting their kids. They don't admit they've been a horrible parent. They don't admit that their anger is out of control, that they're yelling and controlling and impatient. They're a jerk to people. They don't admit that they're lying to their coworkers, their family, their friends. They're eroding trust. They they don't admit that they're gossiping and backbiting and destroying people with their words. They don't admit that they've made some stupid decisions, and now their marriage is failing and is in pain. They don't admit that they're upside down financially, they're driving a nice car, but broke. They don't admit that they're full of pride and don't listen to anybody. And when people don't admit their mistakes, they never. Learn from them. They never grow from them. The consequences only compound. The first step to learning, growing, and improving your life after you've made a mistake is you first have to admit your mistake. John Maxwell, the incredible leader and author, said a man must be big enough to admit his mistakes, smart enough to profit from them, and strong enough To correct them but you will never do the last two until you do the first one and that's to admit your mistakes how do we own our mistakes so that we can make our life better number two is this own knowing where you are and how you got there notice the verse says in Luke chapter 15 and verse number 17 when he came to his senses He said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. This young man came to his senses. He didn't try to make his situation out to be better than what it was. He owned where he was. He owned how he got there. He sinned, and that's how he ended up in the pig pen, starving to death. He knew he had He had to own it. He had to own apologizing to his father when he got back home because he messed up big time. He knew that he hurt his father. He hurt his family. He had to own it. And oftentimes people make mistakes and they don't own where they really are. They try to make things better than what they are. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I know I hurt my spouse, but they'll just get over it. We got a great marriage. I know I don't listen to my children and listen to what they're thinking and how they're feeling. I just yell at them, but our relationship is amazing. I know I lied a few times, but I'm trustworthy. I know I don't follow through on my assignments at work, but people know my heart. I deserve that promotion. I know I spent our savings on a new car, And didn't tell my spouse. But our marriage is strong. They'll get over it in a week or two. You will never learn and grow from your mistakes if you don't own where you really are and how you got there. You can't pretend that things are better than what they are. If your mistakes have you in a pig pen, own where you are, own how you got there. You have to make up in your mind, no more excuses, no more blaming, no more arguing. I'm going to own it. I'm in a pig pen in an area of my life, and I've got to own where I am. Number three is this. Write this down. Write this down. We're talking about how to own our mistakes so that we can make our life better. Number three, own seeing how your life can be different. How your life can be different. In verse number 18, this young man said, I will go back to my father's house. He was saying, my mistakes have me in this pig pen, but I don't have to spend the rest of my life here. My life can look different. I don't have to keep living this pig pen lifestyle. And church, your mistakes don't have to ruin the rest of your life. They don't have to define the rest of your life but you have to start seeing that your future can be better than your past. Your life can improve. Your life can be better. This isn't always easy to see when you've made a massive mistake that has you in the pigpen of life. Because sometimes you feel like there's no way out of this mess. Sometimes you feel like my life is in such shambles I can't recover from these mistakes, but the devil is a liar. You serve a God of a comeback. You serve a God who gives a second, a third, a fourth, a hundredth, a thousandth chance, but you have to start seeing that your life can improve, that your life can be better. You have to start seeing yourself getting out of that pig pen the worst place to be in life is to have your physical sight and not to have spiritual sight where you can only see yourself in the pig pen of life you 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 can't see yourself getting out the pig pen and if you can't see yourself getting out the pig pen then you won't if you can't see your life getting better then your life will never get better you can't go back and change the beginning. But you can start where you are today and change the ending. No matter where you are in life, no matter how big the mistake was, no matter the pig pen you find yourself in, with God, with God, you can make a comeback and live a better life. That's what I love about this story of the prodigal son. Number four is this. Write this down. Write this down. Number four, own taking The steps to change your life. Taking the steps to change your life. Notice it says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. This young man didn't stay where he was. He got up and he started the journey back home. He started taking the steps in the right direction to own your mistakes and to move forward in life. You have to get up and start taking steps in the right direction. You've got to do that. You've got to do it. Just look at your neighbor and say, "Start stepping." Come on, just tell them, "Start stepping." You come on. You got to start. Ste- you've got to start stepping. Well, Pastor, it's not worth my time to start taking steps in the right direction. Things are too bad. It is what it is. I'm destined to live in this pig pen. It's bad. I know it's bad. It's going to stay bad. No. You stop saying that. Just because things may not change overnight or in the next week or two or in the next month or two or in the next year or two doesn't mean they won't change. Things did not change overnight for the prodigal son. You know what brought about the change in his life? With the prodigal son start taking a step out of the pig pen and then he took another step and then he took another step. He just kept heading in the right direction, just taking a step and taking a step. It didn't change overnight, but he kept taking a step and he took another step. Step, and eventually his life changed and your life and circumstances, they will change. They will get better. If you start taking steps in the right direction, get up and get out the pig pen. You're not called to live a pig pen life. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16 says, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Everybody shout, get up. I know you tripped. I know you've made some mistakes, but get back up. Stop living in shame and get up. Stop living in regret and get up. Stop making excuses and get up. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and get up. Stop letting your mistakes define who you are. Get up and start taking steps in the right direction. Get up. Get up. Get up. Up and start taking steps towards the father's house. Number five is this. Number five. Own receiving the grace and forgiveness of God. You got to own this. Receiving the grace and forgiveness of God. The prodigal son started his journey home with his head hanging low, with his heart full of shame with his apology speech prepared. He's already rehearsed the punishment he deserved. He doesn't feel worthy to even be his father's son. He says to himself, I just deserve to be just one of those hired workers back at my father's house. And I want to read the father's response to this son who's blown it, who's made the biggest mistake of his life. And noticed the father's response in Luke 15, verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him. I always picture this nasty, stinky, smell like pig poo-poo, <laughs> but the love of the father. The son said to him father I have sinned against heaven and against you I am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his servants quick bring the best robe and put it on him put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet bring the fattened calf and kill it let's have a feast and celebrate people's church when you've made the biggest mistake of your life your heavenly father is still full of compassion grace, mercy, and love towards you. Somebody needs to hear this today. You need to hear, somebody needs to hear this. God loves you. God has grace and mercy for you. God is for you stop rejecting his grace and mercy stop rejecting the ring and the robe and the party that God wants to throw for you stop punishing yourself and receive the grace and mercy of God and then have grace on yourself stop beating yourself up and get yourself up listen the very moment you went to God and you asked God to forgive you let me tell you something about God he did now forgive yourself and don't allow the opinions and words of other people to stop you from living in grace and mercy. Don't let people's words keep you from the grace of God. How many of you know some people who love to keep bringing up your past mistakes? Come on and throwing them in your face. You got any, you know some folks like that? So, so someone told me that they invited a co-worker to people's church pastor i invited a co-worker to people's church and the co-worker was from my hometown Wewoka, oklahoma and and they knew me when i was younger when i was living bug wild in high school and and they told the attender of our church i'm not going to pastor herbert cooper's church i remember what he was like in high school i'm like what that was over 30 years ago you still hanging on to 1991? can't touch this I mean I mean I'm used to like like I moved on I'm different I'm not the same. Ice ice baby I like mean, I moved on The prodigal son dealt with the same thing and so will you. Notice what the scripture says in Luke chapter 15, verse 28. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. This is the older brother of the prodigal son. And in verse number 30, it says, "But when this son of yours, the pro- the, the older brother says, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. You throw in a party for him. And the older brother would not celebrate the fact." that his younger brother's life had changed. He wanted to keep bringing up his past. There will always be haters. There will be people who don't want you to move past your mistakes. They don't want you to see. They don't want to see you move forward into all God has for your life. They want to keep punishing you over and over and over again. They don't want God to bless your life, to bless your future. They don't want you to receive the robe and the ring and the party. But don't let haters keep you from forgiving yourself and from receiving your heavenly father's forgiveness and his blessings, his robe. And his ring hey 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 church church the truth be told none of us are worthy of God's forgiveness none of us deserve God's grace and mercy none of us deserve to be blessed by God but thank thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't earn God's forgiveness and God's blessings by our good works. We receive them by faith through the grace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You made some mistakes but because of Jesus, you're blessed. You've done some things you're ashamed of, but because of Jesus, you're blessed. You've done some things you regret, but because of Jesus, you're blessed. Today, receive God's grace, receive his mercy, receive his forgiveness, and then forgive yourself. Get out of that pig pen. Move forward in life. Get out of that pig pen. Move forward in life. I want to close by reading our theme verse for this series. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 12. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to own your mistakes. Work it out. Work it out. Own your mistakes and work it out with fear and trembling. Own admitting your mistakes. Own knowing where you are and how you got there. Own seeing how your life can look different and be different. Own taking the steps to change your life. Own receiving the grace and the forgiveness of God and then forgive yourself. I'm talking. receive the grace of god quit living in the big pen get up and move forward in jesus name father thanks for your grace thanks for your mercy thanks for your kindness thanks for this word thank you that people are owning their mistakes today and are going to move forward in life i thank you for speaking and ministering by the power of the holy spirit in jesus name As eyes are still closed and heads are still bowed and I'm talking to some people today. You're in the pig pen. You're not living for for Jesus. You're not serving Jesus. You're in the pig pen. You look at your life and you go, man, I've made so many mistakes. Matter of fact, it was this morning. You blew it. It was last night. You blew it. You're in the pig pen. You're in the pig pen. You're in the pig pen. But I want you to know there's grace for you today. God loves you. And if you will take a step towards God, He'll come running after you today with grace, mercy, and forgiveness. But you have to take that step today, and God's going to forgive you. Wash away your sins. Change your life. If that's you, as I count to three, the step I want you to take is to lift your hand up high at every location. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus today. One, two, three. Just lift it high today. You want your sins forgiven. I see your hand there. You need to receive grace and mercy today. I see your hand there. Others today. I see your hand. Just lift it high. I'm in the pig pen, Pastor, and I want to get out. I want God to forgive me. I need grace and mercy. That's it. Midwest City, Northwest. I see your hand there. Indianapolis, Edmond. Just lift it high. The ladies at Mabel Bassett. I see your hand there in the back. Others today. Just lift it high. I know there's more of you that you're in the pig pen and you need grace and mercy, forgiveness. Is there somebody else? Say, Pastor, include me in this prayer. Include me in this prayer. I want you to pray this prayer right, right now with me. Every hand that's lifted, just pray, Heavenly Father turn away from my sin and I take steps towards you Jesus and I thank you that you're running to me today with grace mercy and forgiveness and heavenly father I thank you for Jesus the son of God who died and rose again for my sins to be forgiven I receive his grace and mercy and I will live for Jesus the rest of my life